Hi, I'm Rachel Ingrind, and this is Brain Yapping, Battle Damaged, a podcast where me and my friend and renowned neuroscientist Dean Burnett discuss all matters mental health, because 2020 really did its best to kick the crap out of ours. Hi Dean, how's Hi, it Rachel. going? Hi Rachel, I'm good. I'm nice. <laughs> Once again, I was thinking, which one we was going to start? We did it again. Yeah, we didn't discuss that before I said, let's, let's start, and then... Now we're like, oh God, it's the uncomfortable it's, pause again. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it, when you can't yeah. see each other? Yeah, yeah. We could, um, I mean, technically, we could stop doing that. And it, uh, we could have stopped that long ago, but. We, yes, we that's true. Yeah, because. just carried on, which is. It's been a while since I, I trekked up to uh, to the shed. Sorry, mm. cabin. It's fine, fine. I've, I've long given up like that. Call it what you like. <laughs> <laughs> just got to pick your battles, I guess. And that's... <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been? All right, well, uh, I've been better, uh, as uh, we've discussed this online, but I think you've got similar experiences. I uh, acquired myself uh, the, the nasty cold that's going around, but yeah. it was very bad timing because my kids have had it for like a week and neither the wife and I had any sort of symptoms. Oh, it must be, must have dodged a bullet this one, it must be something, you no know, particularly uh, salient for kids or something. But then, like, for a week and a day, then she started... Uh, so she's got it so I think it's only a matter of time and yep then I got it but it was the day that uh, I woke up horrible full of cold and that was the day I had to drive to London oh, uh, to stay with indoors and the next day I had to drive to Norwich to do oh, the Norwich God. Science Festival the day after that I had to drive back to London the day after that I had to drive back to Cardiff so I acquired a violent cold on the on the start oh. of a four-day drive-in marathon, which was Woof. yeah. I mean, having having a cold is, is gross, but when you've got to do something like as concentration-heavy as driving, mm. yeah, more power to you. But, um, but this the kids is... in the car. Like, I can't. I can't. I can't even have a lozenge, like because like the youngest, like, where you got? You got sweets? I want sweets. And the cough remedies. Like, <laughs> oh god! I want one. Like, but then they give you diarrhea, so like you can't keep having them. And, like, oh Christ! I bet, yeah, I'll tell you what, give, give them a fisherman's friend, though, and they, I bet they won't ask again. <laughs> That's what I was resorted to. I had fisherman's friend thinking, because they don't look appetising, either, do they? Like, well, no, they, they just look like... great little, pill you're taking, Dad? <laughs> yeah, like old cat poo, don't they? So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny, actually, that you're talking about this this lurg, because I, I had it too, not not quite as badly as you. Mm. Um, but it's, obviously it's something that's going around. And I think that people, I mean, over the last two years, obviously COVID has been the thing. I think people have just kind of largely forgotten that regular illness still exists. Yeah, well, we had to, because um, my in-laws, we stay with them, but they are sort of, not sort of sheltering, but my father-in-law's got, got some vulnerabilities to it that they, they, we didn't realise we were going to be coughing around them. And I thought, well, we have to get PCR tested because you know, if this is, I don't think it's COVID, but if it's not, then so we have the PCR test. But have you tried to do a swab whilst you're oh. in the middle of a coughing fit? It's really yes. hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, as I've already mentioned, I'm I'm awful at taking the the, the tests because I'm gagging <laughs> and it's like an exorcism. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, when you're coughing already or when your nose is already streaming, it's just it's awful, isn't it? It's horrendous. You yeah, just rip your own head off. Well, I think it also like it's a new social etiquette that you have to. <laughs> in the middle of a cough where you have to explain that it's not COVID to any passers-by. So I've got this swab at my nose. I go, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's COVID. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. So like I said, I'd, I'd been I'd been a bit under the weather with it and I've, I've recently been mm. on a plane um, and I, I am really affected by dry plane air anyway. Uh, yeah. It always gives me the old tickly throat. So I was just sat in the corner just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> like trying to really contain it you know when you just want to do like a big bellowing cough oh god um, yeah, yeah. 
but you don't you don't want to draw attention to yourself so I just spent the entire plane journey just going eh, 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 trying to contain it and like looking at everyone being like don't worry it's fine it's fine it's just you know it's just the plane there and everyone looking at me like I got the plague you know <laughs> but I, I, the worst one I had was relatively recently again that um, Mother's Workplace opened up a new chip shop uh, sort of branch so we went to go and try it and so I had some chips and I had a pie uh, but it probably was very flaky pastry, so oh, no. I kept sort of tickling the old back of the throat. But I was going, yeah, it's, oh god, it's it's okay, it's it's flaky <laughs> pastry. Oh no, and you're just like <laughs> blasting bits of pastry everywhere, yeah, and it's like, like, oh, like stuck god. on your face. Oh god, yeah. the horror. Yeah, but some people like look at me like, well, the cause is relevant. You just you just admitting stuff now, mate. That's, the, the, the root co- root cause isn't isn't the concern. It's the fact that you are just hacking your lungs up in a public yeah, you, place. You might not be COVID, but you're still disgusting. That's 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 the gist I was getting. You know that is, that is a valid point, isn't it? So, um, but yeah. So it's. I mean, I suppose it's, it's it's there's a kind of like irony in in the fact that we're ending this series of the podcast, which Ooh. was all about COVID and this 12, pandemic. Yes. Um, on the fact that we've both just been very unwell uh, with a regular cold. Yes, it's you know that's a battle damage, I suppose. That we are just finishing off this. This is a uh, episode twelve of this run. Uh, hopefully, come back next week with a different uh, technique, we, we, we tactic or theme. We've got ideas, but for the listeners, if anyone's if anyone if we have any, I haven't actually checked for a long time because <laughs> I'm just re- reassured by Trent that it's fine. So like, yeah, cool. We're cool. just doing this for our own ego now. We just like the sounds of our own voices. Yeah, well, that's pretty much every podcast. But yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, think that true. makes us special. Um, but yeah, but anyway, I was thinking about it. That you know, I'm considering where I was when we started this and where I'm now, I'm making jokes about COVID and coughing, which mm. I think I could have done like a year ago. I think I could have, I wasn't really in a place for that. So No, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, this is what we were sp- uh, speaking about in the last episode, isn't it? About this, this period of time mm. that has obviously been transformational for everybody, but has also for you um, and, and I'm sure thousands of other people been a, a period of healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, I talked about this yesterday. It's a sort of, it's a sort of mixed blessing in that you know, like, you know I, I'm a different person now when I started, and but you do become you know very conscious of and uh, resentful is probably a good word for it of um, the people who say oh it all happens for a reason you know, it's all you know it's all you know focus on the silver linings and stuff and I, I I get that people want to you know want you to not be sad about stuff but it's perfectly fine and reasonable thing to say that sucked I wish that hadn't happened yes I'm. I'm up the other side of it, but it's changed me. But I don't think that was an, an essential change. I don't think I was like, you know, in a, uh, I was living a sheltered, callous life before all this happened and I've been grounded by it. Um, mm. But it's uh, it's a real sort of, I mean, you, you contributed to my book, Psychologically, one of my uh, people who uh, told about your own stories in it. And Guy Kelly, another one, the, the voice artist, uh, streamer, Twitcher, actor from London, good friend, good lad. But one of the things I asked everyone who contributed was, you know, you, you've, you know, how do you think your mental health problems have helped you or shaped you? Or what have you, you know, what have you learned? From people say, you know, given better empathy, or you know, it made you a stronger person because of stuff you have to deal with. And guys had similar stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it's um, you know, it's it's taught me this, taught me that, and stuff. And I think so. Would you say like you know you're you're glad to have your mental health problems? Are you like Christ, no. It's yeah, of course. <laughs> no. Nobody's like, oh yes, no. Actually, give, given the choice, I, I'd rather actually be mentally unwell. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who the hell would say that? You just have to, this is it, isn't it? And this is well, some people the, do, don't they? That's the thing. It's like inspiration porn. Like, you know, the only disability is a bad attitude. Like, fuck off. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I I I am confident that people that have 
like you know the genuine mental health issues would always say you know hey it's made me the person i am and that's great but fuck no i don't i'd rather not live with it if i had the choice <laughs> that's exactly but his, his example was just brilliant i thought is if i break my legs both legs I'll, I'll acquire a greater understanding of which london tube stations have disability access but yeah. I'd rather not have broken legs. So yeah, that's that's a very very valid, that's, valid point. That's actually a that's actually a wonderful analogy, isn't it? Of course, mm. yeah, yeah. And like it's like okay, cool. It's it's I suppose a, an added bonus to me as a human being that I have this insight. But I, you know, could still be a very happy functional human being without it. Yeah, like so people like you know, do they try and find something positive in it? In that, oh, it's made you stronger. You know, it's made me stronger in many ways i suppose i've dealt with this now when i hadn't before but mm. you know like being a galley slave makes you stronger i'm pretty sure that's still a bad thing <laughs> i guess yeah but i mean I, I, it's it's how it's how we have to have to deal with it isn't mm. it you know yeah. if the, we can't undo our mental illness or our or our grief or our trauma so i suppose it's completely natural for us to just try and find ways to justify it to ourselves yeah that's, i think that's what it's the justification of you can't change it so you might as well figure out some way in which it's good or which you know it's it's probably yeah. more palatable isn't it to the brain to think hey this sucks but it's making me a better person yeah. than it is to think hey <laughs> this sucks and it's not fair because my life is worse than other people's you know totally I, mean, I think it's every everyone sort of in some way like especially people like the ones i'm on about are in a default state of actually i meant to do that constantly with whatever happens and a lot of times you don't it, it's fine to say that was a bad thing i wish that hadn't happened I learned from it. I I've been changed by it. I'm I'm not over it, but I'm you know I'm I'm functional now. But it doesn't mean I enjoyed it or celebrate it. I think you know, it's fine to say that was crap. <laughs> it was really crap. Yeah, I think so. And 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 you said at the beginning of our chat just now, you know, um, the and and rightly so, you got sick of people saying things like, "Oh, well, it happens for a reason," um, and that is inevitably the you know the person trying to just placate you because they don't know what to say they don't know what, oh, totally. how to make yeah, you yeah. feel better and they're hugely uncomfortable and actually you know uh, i find that in my friendships my closest friends if something's going wrong for me or i'm unhappy or, or whatever the 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 people that know me the best just say yeah mate that fucking sucks yeah that's, that's, Full that's stop. absolutely right and that's you know i hear what yeah. you're saying this is mm. fucking awful and i'm sorry Rather than the whole, well, you know, silver linings and think about it this way. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't want to hear that. I actually, at that moment in time, I just want somebody to say this is unfair and it sucks. And I'm sorry that it's happening to you. Yeah, actually, I covered some of this when I was doing the recent book. And I think a lot of couples have this issue of, I mean, it, was, it was a plot line in um, a couple of few sitcoms too. It was in like Parks and Recreation. I think it was in Modern Family. But the whole thing of, uh, it's in the sitcoms, it's usually the woman, but not always. But it's uh, in the mirror ship. She's complaining about something, and it's the guy who's trying to go, oh, cool, well, I'm going to, I'll fix it, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll, oh, here's how you fix that. And my wife did this to me a lot as well. Like, I'd say, God, I'm a bit pissed off about this, so why don't you do this, why don't you do that? And I, when I say these things, I don't want a solution, because um, mm. it's like, people, and it's, it's entirely well meant, and I, I don't doubt that for a second. People are trying to help, they're trying to say, uh, well, you're sad about this. Maybe I can interpret it in a way which will make you less sad because you know I care. I'm trying to be nice. I'm you know, making the effort to do this. So I, I don't. Uh, the intent is fine. It's just the the outcome. But the thing of when you are pissed off about something, or something, something crap has happened, or you've, you've not been able to do something, being able to express it emotionally is a is an important part of the process. Being able to comprehend it, to deal with it, to cope with it. 
and when you're with a partner, like they, they sort of, you know, a lot of people say they become your sort of, you know, your emotional, they become a part of your emotional makeup. You know, you're mm. Talking to them is how you express stuff, you know, interacting with them. You're like sort of you know, two, brain, two brains with one mind a lot of the time, and that's, yes, I don't like this, this is annoying, and you're my partner, I can tell you about this. And when they come back and say, well, here's how you solve it, it's sort of like, it's both, well, again, however well meant, it's sort of devaluing your emotional reaction. Yes, in, exactly. It's like, yeah. you don't need to be worried about this. There's a solution. So just don't, just, just stop freaking out about it. Yeah. Just here, just, just fix it. Yeah, yeah completely, completely hear that. Um, but then, I mean, you know, to, to play devil's advocate for a moment, I can, I can see Classic how... online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, really? Controversy? Um, I can see how for, for, you know, those people around around us you know speaking widely here um it's it's very difficult to to know what to do or what to say oh absolutely um, yeah That's, i think the yeah. the one the one good example i can always think of right is um for, and this is me personally if i stub my toe and and everyone who's ever stubbed their toe which is everyone on earth <laughs> knows that in that moment it's like the greatest pain known to mankind like, there's, there's just nothing else like it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it hurts so much, you just kind of want your whole leg to fall off, don't you? Because you're like, you, you need some kind of visual correlation <laughs> yeah. with the pain that you're going through. You expect it to happen anyway, I suppose. Like, even like, oh my God, I've, I've, I've ruined the limb. That's, 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 that's it, just take that's it away. Here, yeah. Cut it off. Um, but in that moment, if I'm in a room with somebody and I stub my toe, right, there are two things that are going to happen. The person's either going to say something like, ooh, are you all right? To which I'm going to go, obviously I'm not bloody all right. Mm. Or they won't say anything and just wait for me to kind of like, you know, gather my thoughts. And I'll go, oh, don't worry about me then. I'll just <laughs> fucking die, shall I? <laughs> yeah, and like, true. they yeah. they literally can't win. And That's absolutely right, yes. <laughs> and this is, this is the thing, and this is the importance of having good, strong relationships around you, is knowing mm. that that person whether you you shout at them or swear at them or whatever is that person knowing your response is nothing to do with them it's your response is to the the immediate issue and the immediate stimulus and and uh, you know your good friendships will go that's fine let her feel however she has to feel with her stupid stubbed toe and <laughs> i will be here after i think a lot of the problems happen is when the person you know um interprets that initial oh fuck response as something they've done and that's when the gulf opens yeah absolutely i mean it, you see when it comes to people grieving and loss and stuff that's even more tricky because it's so intensely subjective there is no right or wrong answer you know, mm. which works for everyone because i think i remember reading um there was a guardian article one of their people that uh, had just gone through a really sort of you know i think they've had cancer treatment and they come out of it and I'm pretty sure it was Guardian, but it might mean have whatever, whatever. It was a journalist writing about going through this, and they did like a list of like five things not to say to a very sick person, and it was things like, "Don't ask me how I am." Don't like, a, but then I, I know people who've gone through some of things and say, "No, that's the exact opposite of what I want. I want people to say." How yeah, are you? that's are you impossible, okay? isn't it? There's yeah. there's no guidebook, there's no blueprint for how you deal with that. It's all dependent on the person. Absolutely, and it's you know, when it comes to grief as well, like you, people are on. Already, you know, you're, you're sort of stumbling into an emotional minefield of, like, what do you say? I mean, I, I asked this, like, I talked to this with a different podcast yesterday, but it'll be up later than this, so this is, this is still a scoop for us. Um, I'm meeting people now uh, who I haven't seen for, like, over a year and a half, over two years, which is pre-lockdown. And 
this is like the first time they're seeing me in person since I lost my father. Mm. And then they say, oh, I'm really sorry to hear what your dad's like. And I'm like, I, I'm very confused at how I'm meant to react to this because it's been like a year and a half. And I'm bit, in a far less uh, profound uh, comparison, like I've often asked, when's the cutoff for saying Happy New Year when you first see somebody? Is it like February, March? Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. I haven't seen you this of year. Yeah. You can say Happy it, New Year because I haven't. This is the first time I've seen you this year. But when, you, when it's like you know, when the clocks go forward, it starts to get a bit weird. It's so, like feed, feeding gremlins, isn't it? Don't do it yeah. after midnight. Well, is it not technically always after midnight? Like, what are the rules? Yeah. 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 So, like, people ask me, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about your dad," but because it's like, because um, I'm, I'm in a different place now. I'm not in the, the, the grip of grief um, mm. like I was. So. I don't want to say, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine, because it's not. You know, that's, that's such a massively disrespectful thing to say. But also I don't want to go, yeah, yeah, it's been really hard for you. Because, you know, that's that's not why we're there. That's conversational etiquette suggests you should just say, yeah. yep, that's fine. You know, oh, yeah, that was tough. But I don't want to downplay it, but also don't want to big it up either, because, that, you know, I'm not in that place. And... Right. So what do you do? Just look at the person and go, I, I acknowledge your well wishes, and then just, like, turn yeah. away? What <laughs> Like it's a sorry, but yep, and like, but then that makes them uncomfortable because am I hiding something? Am I exactly because it, it feels dismissive then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in a very very new conversational territory, and I'm not going to small talk anyway. I've always struggled with that. Like when I know someone already, I'll talk to them for ages. But you know, meeting someone, a casual acquaintance, or just starting a conversation, I've always been really bad at. And while I like, appreciate like the the, the the sympathy, the well wishes, I don't know what to do with them. And that's, you know, answer the postcard, please. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have an answer to this. This is interesting because in a previous episode, we talked about how the the pause on life brought about by COVID and lockdowns, mm. you know, perhaps afforded you the opportunity to feel and grieve and be in a better position when you eventually had your father's wake, right? Mm. By the same token, though, this pause on life means that the the normal interactions that we would have with people following a traumatic event for example you're talking about the death of your father and people commenting on it Hmm. or other things you know perhaps um uh you've somebody's (coughs) been very unwell perhaps (coughs) gotten divorced um Hmm. you know their roof has caved in any of these things because we've not seen people in in person for so long when we are then subsequently seeing them obviously for them this is brand new like oh i'm seeing this person this thing happened to them this is at the forefront of my mind of course the person that's endured the issue whatever it may be has made peace with it but because of this gulf of time it is now being brought right back to the fore again by the people you know with whom we've not seen and that like as you say it's a whole new conversational territory to navigate yeah and i honestly i don't know what the best approach is i mean i'm i'm resorting to the shrug acknowledge shrug change the subject Mm. which i think it's it's the most sort of efficient way to get through it that i've that i've found but i don't it's then you can't bring it up then i I can't tell the person by the way i'm not sort of i'm not saying dismissing my father's passing but i'm also not i don't want to sort of I don't want to start this conversation, this encounter. This like when you know, social encounters are still quite a treat. I don't want to mm. sort of become this maudlin mess about the whole thing. Um, so, you know, but you can't say that because that's not how conversations go very often. You know, if you, with, with someone you're not one hundred percent close to. So, so, yeah, you definitely do need the people in your life who are the you know who get you, who understand you, that we can communicate with on that sort of level. 
And I think that's, you know, that's another thing like all, all alone this pandemic. That's a big reason why that's such a problem. You know, when you don't have anyone mm. who you can validate you or can sort of support your thoughts or you can express yourself to, you, you are technically then, through no fault of your own, bottling it up. Mm. And that's never a healthy approach, you know. So it's, it's that aspect to it as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, again, though, we, we, we've mentioned throughout the episode, uh, throughout the series, you know, about this, this sense of kind of, we're all in it together, you know. And so, obviously, everybody's experience of the last two years has been wildly different. But there is still this kind of, like, undercurrent of things have just been a bit weird, haven't they? Mm. Um and I wonder whether that has been beneficial in our interaction interactions with other people because there's this like you know silent acknowledgement that everything's a bit crazy, or if it's actually just sort of made things much harder because everybody's like nobody really knows how to navigate things now. Mm. So even though we are all in the same boat, or you know we are what's the phrase? We're all in the same storm but in different boats. So even though we're all in the same storm. You know, because the very nature of the last two years means that we've been very isolated. Nobody's really sure how to talk to people about these big things anymore. Absolutely. Although I will say, <coughs> sort of counterpoint, playing devil's advocate again. Um, mm. One thing I did sort of mention in an early episode, which I think has, at least for me, come to pass a bit, is that people are now talking about their own issues or the things they experienced in the pandemic and. Because like I've had several people I met and they said, I don't know, I didn't go through what you went through, but God, it was hard. You know, it was, I was getting through so much gin or so much beer and then like I was just getting, or, you know, I was just really out of shape and I'm really not, not liking myself. And so I've had people, conversations with people like that who I wouldn't expect to normally. Like who are mm. people who are, seem to be more open now, more honest mm. about what they've gone through. So, you know, maybe that's a good thing. You know, that's sort of, maybe that'll hopefully balance the whole awkwardness that I've uh, highlighted. I think, you know, I think you're right. And I think that if there is one sort of like very faint silver lining to come out all of this is that it has made, I think it has ultimately made people um, more comfortable with with sharing these these big issues. Because, I mean, I do remember, I mean, every, we all remember back at the beginning of this, you know, it was all clapping for the NHS and we had like charity singles out and all the rest of it. And it was all very feel good and, you know, like the, the old blitz spirit that they keep coming back to um but then afterwards you know it, it all kind of went downhill and then as we sort of approached like the colder months people were like actually this is this is incredibly shit and that is when i noticed uh, a real uptick in the number of people being like you know what i'm actually struggling and the conversation and the narrative became more like hey we're all struggling that's okay let's just let, let's talk about it you know mm. and i think that that has helped to perhaps normalize um, the the mental health narrative, um, perhaps more rapidly than it would have been had we not had the pandemic. Hey, absolutely, and that sort of comes back to what I was started off saying in that it's okay to say this is crap. I wish this hadn't happened. And mm-hmm. I, I mentioned though, people like, oh, it's all it's all it happens for a reason, or you know, like uh, God works in mysterious ways, something like that. But <clears throat> in my experience, at least, I mean, obviously, I have a very uh, specific sort of circle of friends and networks. But these people are very much in the minority, uh, as far as I'm aware, and that they, they, I'm seeing less and less of that. Certainly with my stuff, you know, it's entirely subjective. I can't say for everyone, but I do think there's a lot more, uh, or at least a noticeable degree of uh, empathy about such things now, or just a willingness to say this isn't good. This is this is a bad thing. We we, we don't have to pretend this is fun and games. And they say like it's at the start when everyone's sort of worried what's going to happen. 
you know, the whole like you know, all of this together stuff was helpful like, to give give people hope and optimism. But you know, optimism you can go too far with that. You know, there's no pessimism exists for a reason, and it's a healthy mm-hmm. thing. And or just you know, just acknowledging shit happens is it, it's fine. It's healthy. It's it's a good thing to do. So you don't have to find you don't have to find the silver line in everything. You just say that was crap. I wish that hadn't happened. And mm. that's, that's a valid stance. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think you know, positivity can be toxic. Mm. Yeah, so I'm on the record about this. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. so here we are. Where, when did we when did we start this series? Oh Christ, June was it or something? It was June. More than that, perhaps. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we we had a we had a few sort of. Um, yeah, on and off, didn't well, we? We've but... had a, a lot of disruption for various life reasons, ironically. Mm. And um, I mean, I, I realise now it's probably <laughs> it's probably not the best thing that the final episodes of this run of podcast we've done. And my whole theme is sometimes crap things happen, and he's allowed to say it's crap. <laughs> but I think I don't know. I think I think that's perfect. Actually, I, suppose, I, think, that's, yeah. I think that's an actually uh, that's a perfect note for us to end on because we started this this series mm. battle damaged with a view to okay, mm. this pandemic has really like hammered us. How have we how are we managing and mm. and how are, are we dealing with all of these different elements of the, what the pandemic's bought? Mm. Um, and I, I think I mean God, it would be awful, wouldn't it, if we finished this and we were like, hey, what a great time we've all had. <laughs> silver yeah. linings we're all stronger for it whatever doesn't kill and so on and so forth i think actually ending it on hey do you know what shit things happen and it's okay for people to say i'm not having a good time this is shit i think that's a perfect note to end on oh it totally is but i'm just thinking at the end of a series you normally sort of recap and think well, so what's your take on points from this particular series of podcasts what are your feelings about it so my main stance is sometimes you just gotta say things are shit yeah <laughs> that's like, I'm, like I'm, i have a very low opinion of my own work it seems but uh but, that I isn't mean, I, at all but I'm no just but yeah. i don't i don't think that our series has been without merit because i know for a fact with the feedback we've had a lot of people have been listening and saying god you know what i feel exactly the same and yeah. so if if all we've managed to do is just give some people some comfort that yeah things Absolutely. are crap and that's okay then yeah. you know yeah. what if we've just reached one person dean <laughs> yeah. then our efforts will have been worth it i think so yes exactly one person counts and that's all that matters so in conclusion um yeah it's i do think you know, i think i do think it's a point worth stressing that Yes, you can say, well, I'm, I'm better now because of X, Y, Z. I went through this thing and I came out the other side stronger. But it's entirely fair and valid and justifiable to say, but I wish that hadn't happened because that mm. was just unple- some things are just unpleasant. You don't have to find the deeper meaning or the true purpose or the the, the, the deep silver lining in, in everything. You can just say, well, that was crap. I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> I don't want to happen again and I'd rather it hadn't happened at all. And you know, whether it's losing a parent or going through a divorce or... You know, mental health issues, whatever they happen to be, that's fine. Say, I'm, I didn't enjoy that. I wish that hadn't happened, and I'm not happy about it. And that's totally valid. Absolutely. Yeah. But don't don't do that as a re- as a review of the podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I wish it hadn't happened. What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No positives to draw from that. Yeah, that was crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right then, Dean. Well, yeah. it has been a pleasure, and you know, I I feel like. And, and I, I am loath to sort of try and do a silver lining point here, but I do feel like it after everything over the last couple of years or so, I, it has been good to talk them through with you. And I think that we've really sort of uncovered some interesting insight. And I, I like I said, I know for a fact it has been helpful to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with. I, I think I'm very proud of what we've done here, and um, 
it's been, it's been helpful. I've been it's been helpful to talk to someone like yourself who uh, who gets it and will probe me in uh, more helpful ways, not euphemistic ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at words. <laughs> yeah, you're the words guy. All right then, Dean. Yeah. Well, we will, or we, we may well pick this up again in the, in the not too distant future. Yeah, well, stay tuned, guys. And thanks again, Rich. I'll speak to you soon, no doubt. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone, once again, for listening. If you want to ask us anything, uh, mental health-related or anything, or would like to suggest a topic for Rachel and I to discuss, or even just leave feedback for some description, you can contact us via Twitter at BrainyUpInPod, you can email us at BrainyUpInPodcast at gmail.com, or use the form on my website, deanbennett.com. Uh, like with most podcasts, positive reviews and ratings are always helpful, so if you are inclined to leave us such a thing uh, on the podcast provider of your choice, that would be appreciated and helpful. Uh, this podcast was launched to coincide with the publication of my new book, Psychological, all about mental health and what's actually happening in our brains when we experience problems with it. Available now at all good book retailers and some of the less good ones too. And now the same goes for Rachel and her new book, Everyday Activism, How to Change the World in Five Minutes, One Hour or a Day, also available now. As ever, Brain Yapping Battle Damaged is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network. For more curiously entertaining podcasts, live streams and live events, blogs and documentaries, head to CosmicShambles.com. And to support the network and get access to lots of exclusive content, subscribe at patreon.com forward slash cosmic shambles. See you next time.